Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of Beware the Board. I'm Ben. You just made me so upset. And that's Bob. And today, we're <laughs> watching uh, the third part of our series on Ringu. Yeah. You took the wind out of my sails by stealing the intro. Do you really need us to redo it? <laughs> no, it's can... fine. No, I just... I'm. I was about to. Wa- I was literally about to start, and then you started. So I was like, "You paused for too long." I had food in my mouth. Yeah, trying so to swallow it. Consequences. Yeah, what's this one called? Ringu Two. That's mm. what we're watching right now. Yeah, that's what it's called. If you're here, I hope you at least watch the episode Friday. Maybe you didn't watch the episode Monday. Which you know what? That's okay. I'm not gonna blame you. That is a okay. So, Ringu Two. I'm ready? excited, but also scared. Yeah, this could be a better one than the last movie. No way, it's worse. Well, if it makes you feel any better, the year this came out, it was the second highest grossing film in Japan. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, but that just could be because the first one was really popular and it came out, so I was like, I'm going to go see that. It got beaten out by uh, Pokemon 2000. Which uh, which one was the 2000 movie? Um, That's the one with Celebi? The one with Pokemon? Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. I can't remember if that was the Celebi Ente movie or not. Or was that the Mewtwo movie? It was the one with that one Pokemon that's white. Dialga? Maybe. That's the only Pokemon I can think of. This is the cover. Pretty sure that's Dialga. I could sure. be wrong, though. It's also got Articuno, Zapdos, and okay. the other ones are named. All right. So, if you couldn't figure out what year it came out from Pokemon 2000, it came out in 1999. Ah, okay. The superior year. Only losers were born later than that. Isn't that right, Bob? Shut up. All right, description. The iconic sequel. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I'm... Because this is the one that everyone's like, oh, yeah, Ringu 2. The second yeah, Ringu movie. That's exactly what There's I'm no thinking. No other ones. Nope. There doesn't exist any other ones. Uh, it's an hour and 35 minutes long. Not rated. Our review scores IMDb, 5.9 out of 10. Okay. Similar problem with uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Couldn't find anything for Tomato Meter. Was able to... S- scour, and eventually find a 51% audience score. Okay. So. It's better than the 27 we just had. Not shocking about that. Yeah. Uh, It has zero awards, but one nomination. Oh, okay. In 1999, it got a nomination from the Sitges Catalonian International Film Festival, and the award went to Hideo Nakata for Best Film. Now, this was a nomination. Not a win. Not a win. But Uh, same director's back. Yes, same director's back. Are you curious of uh, who won that film? Sure. For that year? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ringu. <laughs> the original? Yeah. What the fuck? It, it won uh, Best Film in 1999. God damn it. I just think it's very funny. Like, what are the chances are a film and its sequel get nominated for Best Film in the same year? Ridiculous. And then one of them wins. <laughs> and then one of them does win. All right. Um, notable actors. Lots of the same ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the original Sadako is back, by the way. Thank God. So they're I, not going to be weirdly sexualized. I was about to say, again. I don't want sexy Sadako back. That was too much. It's back to creepy ghost Sadako. That's fine. Kind of some actors that I want to mention uh, here. Fumio uh, Konihata. I'm sorry. Fumio uh, Kohinata as Kawajiri Ishii. Uh, he played Kunio and Hamada, or Kunio Hamada in Darkwater. 2002, uh, which, if I remember right, we talked about this earlier, I think it's directed by... The dude that directed the Hideo last film. Nakata. Oh, is it? Oh, no, yeah, this was. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Which makes sense. Yeah, keeping actors. Well, for that film. Yeah, yeah, that, well, that's what I yet. mean. Like, the same director, same actor. 
and I want to mention this person, uh, Kyoka Fukada as Kane uh, Sawaguchi, who I actually know this actor. Uh, she plays Momoko Ryugasaki in Kamikaze Girls, which is, first of all, shockingly a movie I've seen that isn't a horror movie. Oh, okay. Um, but it's like a Japanese comedy movie. Hmm. All right. There's like, I believe how they describe her is one girl's like a French Lolita. She's like really obsessed with like dressing really fancy mm-hmm. and stuff. And the other one is a biker girl. <laughs> okay. And it's about them becoming friends and just tearing through their small like rural town. It's kind of awesome. And the one character has this big phallic pompadour. <laughs> it's very funny. God it's like bless. ludicrously big. I love it. It's live action too. So like mm. I'm talking but in real life. Sounds like fucking Ryu from Shaman King. Giant ass pompadour for no reason. But on a real life person. Yeah, on a real man. Which makes it so funny. <laughs> nice. Alright, director again, uh Hideo Nakata. Uh, he directed Chaos in two thousand. Same writers last time, Hiroshi Takahashi. Uh he wrote a cult Bolshevism. Bolshevism, yeah. Twenty eighteen. So we're going right back to that director and writer from the first movie. Good. Good, yeah. I'm There's excited. Also, a lot of the same cast as the original movie. Because, mm-hmm. again, 1999, the last film was made in 1998. This is right after. Yeah. So, lots of people again. Budget, estimated at $6 million. So, remember how... Didn't the last one have 12? 12 or 13, yeah. So about This got times. half the budget? What? No, the last one had, like, $1.2 million. My... Yeah. Okay, I must have misremembered. No, the the Ringu had 1.2 mm-hmm. million. Yeah. Rasen had about three times that at like 3 million, okay. I think. I don't remember I don't know why I remember it being like 12. And Ringu 2 has twice that. So now six times the original budget basically at roughly 6 million. Okay. Cuz it did very really well. Box Makes office 31.3 million. Fucking killed it. Holy shit. Which is like five times about about 3 billion. Yen, something like that. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. Good for them. Country of origin, Japan. Also, I want to say $31.3 million, That's just the money they made in Japan. I couldn't find anything on what they made outside of Whoa. Japan. Whoa. That's just in Japan. That's still really good. And so this movie obviously was made due to the poor response of Rasen. And I've mentioned this before, but because of how bad the response was to that last movie, they basically threw that movie out. And so this for is, good reason. This is the new timeline. For good reason. At least reason. it was for a while. I'm so glad However, they got rid of it. As the downside of that, it ignores uh, Suzuki's third book. Yeah, so I th- we're hmm. done with book-related stuff. This is. I'm kind of okay with that. Original content from here on out. Ooh! Oh wow! Because it's not related to any books, right? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. This is going to be interesting then. All right, that's all I got. Oh, that's all you got? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we've done this three times. <laughs> this is our third one in a row. Yeah, and also right. these films came out back to back to back, back to back, back to back. Probably yeah. a year or less, essentially. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put this out there. I'm hoping with the return to the same director and same writer, we get a similar tone oh, to the first the film. The style and tone. Have please give me that back because that was so much more. I would not even say interesting, but enticing because it. I, I could. It felt like there was something I could actually like <laughs> more horror like. No, what's the word I'm looking for? I was more invested. I guess into the actual story. It was like it was a better movie. It was just was a better movie, but you know I'm not trying. I'm <laughs> trying to say like, that in a nice way. You can say that in a nice way. We gave one movie a four and a half. Four and a half. You gave it four. Um, yeah, I give yeah a four and a half, and we gave the other one a two. 
both of us. I give it a two and a half. No, you give it the half point. You give it a two. No, I said two and a half. You said two. No. I swear to God, you said two. No, because I went two and a half. Oh, yeah. And, and then and you made a joke men. about two and a half men. Yeah, you're right. Which, if we're <laughs> doing like on the IMBD scale, you gave it a 10. I give it a four. Or you gave it a five, and I give it a four. Yeah, I guess that would be that works. Yeah, I uh, I guess we'll see you guys after the movie. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> we just finished watching Ringu 2. What what song are you singing? Hey, Miming. Oh, uh, uh, what? Hey, uh. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, almost, I almost started singing it, but then I was like, I probably shouldn't like do Polaroid that. Like a picture. No, you're not supposed to do that. We've talked about that. That's this. in the song. I know, but I'm just saying. You're not supposed to do that. We've talked about it. All right. What do you think of uh, Ringu 2? Oh, my God. It was so much better than fucking <laughs> than the second one. Ringu 2, 2. Oh. Essentially, it's Sorry. the second Ringu 2. Yeah, it was way better than Rosin, honestly. Yeah, I like, liked it a lot more. I liked it a lot because it felt like a Ring movie. It felt like a proper sequel mm-hmm. to the 1998 one. Like, the tone carried over. Mm-hmm. The characters that we get to see again feel like the characters that were in that movie and not just completely new characters out yep. of left field. Exactly. And also, all of their relationships feel natural like it doesn't feel like because in Rosin it felt like it was sort of forced that they were dealing with they would tell you information and expect you to believe it yeah in this it's like they show not tell exactly and I like it a lot more actually I would I would warrant to say I told you this earlier I think I prefer the second one over the first one I think I prefer Ringu 2 over Ringu fair enough I mean they're very different films very different films this one's a lot more supernatural heavy from the get-go because it's already revealed. Yeah, and that's what I'm into, man. Um, however, I do think the first one's objectively a better film. Yeah, I can agree with the first one being objectively a better film, but I'm just saying, like, on this one particularly, I enjoyed my experience more. Now, I also think that's because we came off of a pretty bad movie <laughs> right before this, so my expectations were low. But also, I came in with a different mindset because I kind of knew... What to expect. What to expect, because I'd seen the first one. Yeah, I, I think I'm not wrong in saying this movie is what you expected the first one to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. All right. You want to say anything else, or should I get into it? I'm trying to think if there's anything in particular that I should mention right now. Nah. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll talk about it when we get to it. All right. So, this film takes place about seven days after the last one. Yeah, it's not that long after. Basically, it starts up with the wrap-up of, like, hey, Asakawa, right? That's her name? Uh, Yeah. I saw... Yeah, the reporter lady from the first movie is missing mm-hmm. with her son, Yoichi. Yoichi's dead, mm-hmm. and the grandpa's now dead. Basically, yep. he dies a couple minutes into the film. They find his body, and so the film starts out with Mai, who was the student, and she we learned to see it like the assistant, mm-hmm. of like a Yuichi TA, looking for the reporter lady, mm-hmm. and it slowly kind of becomes, oh, we found her. Yeah, but while we're getting to that place, it's exploring like the effects of the tapes of what they've essentially had on other people. Mm-hmm. I think the hospital scene is so good. Yeah, I, I don't. The I don't, whole hospital sequence. I don't really know how to describe this one. It's, it's, it's basically weird. This film unfolds the effects of the last film. Yeah, I guess is the best way to put it. Like we. Yeah, I don't. It's less like it's the direct effects of the first film and more of an extrapolation of what could happen. Yeah. After the after the events of the first film. 
I guess. It's it's like an expansion of the ideas. Basically, that's kind of what it feels like. It's like an expansion. Yeah. And it's hard for me to describe without like describing the whole plot of the first movie. Yeah. Which I I think in essence makes it a decent sequel. Yeah, because it's building on what was there. Exactly. However, it is so it's cause and effect. Mhm. Like everything that we see was started in the first movie. Which good writing, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to describe that. So, I'm going to skip over it and say eventually they find Reika, who's name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reiko. And when they find Reika, Yoichi isn't talking. No. And from what I can tell, he seems to be haunted yeah. by Sadako. I would say haunted's a good word. And a lot of the film from that point on becomes Mia trying to save Yoichi. Mm-hmm. Like, rather than trying to get rid of Sadako. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more that. Which I think is a in- very interesting way to because do it. Because at the start of the film, we learned very quickly, all the tapes are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, Reiko destroyed all of them. Yep. She Well, she tried to destroy all of them. She destroyed all her tapes. All the tapes that she knew existed. Um, there is a... It's a B-plot, essentially, for the story. Yeah. That, like, there's another tape. Mm-hmm. And very interestingly, it kind of comes out of nowhere, which I think is yeah. really interesting, because uh, we'll get into this later, but it... I think came into creation because of the rumor of a tape. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyways, the film wraps up with like, there's kind of this big psychic sequence mm-hmm. of trying to get Yoichi out of Sadako's control. Yeah. It's really cool. It's all said in the well. It's super cool. One of the coolest scenes in the movie. I think that's all I can really describe. Yeah, I, I don't want to go into this one like really throwing spoilers and shit because unlike the first one, it's a lot faster at least it feels faster. I put it that way. So, and a lot of stuff happens, and I don't really want to spoil what happens because it's more about seeing it. Because there are some really, really sick, like, cinematography sequences in this film. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I feel like less happens in this film. However, how did I put this? Everything is an action, mm-hmm. like, in the whole film. Like, everything's revealing information. And so while I feel like collectively less stuff happens, like, the first film's a very clear plot Mm -hmm. this one's just a bunch of stuff happening at once kind of i would say this is very much i'm gonna throw out an analogy here uh very much a similar situation to halloween one and halloween two in that the first film basically is really slow and sets up everything that's happening and this is the crescendo and this is the crescendo which is what i think of halloween two so yeah sorry if we're not gonna go into detail describing stuff because it's (sighs) it how it's hard it's hard because it's not its own thing. It can't yeah. stand alone. It's not really something that you go, I'm going to watch this movie by itself. You go, I'm going to watch the first, I'm going to watch Ringu and Ringu 2. Back to back. I, you kind of have to. Yeah, you can Because a lot of the, back to back. the context that you need comes from the first film, which kind of, I don't know if that makes it a worse mm. movie. Yeah, a worse movie. by itself, but it's a better sequel. Yeah, that's fair. On that note, what are things you want to talk about here? I... I just, I'll just bring this up now. I'm a much bigger fan of them jumping straight out with all the supernatural stuff. It made it so much more enjoyable for me personally. Like, I was sitting here and I was engaged with the things that were happening because there was... A lot more going on. A lot more going on, but it's more of like a... It felt like the tension that they were building in the first film finally kind of started paying off. That's completely fair. However, I, th- I think it's important to note that, like, to have the tension they have in this film and, like, the tone mm-hmm. and the supernatural elements... They couldn't do that without that slow, gradual buildup of the first film. Exactly. So it's it's sort of 
like it by itself it sort of clashes but if you take the context of the first film and add it it really does a lot for me personally it's what makes it work yeah because it but it's a very different film it's a yeah this is a supernatural film mhm with some detective element where the first one's a detective film with some supernatural yeah. elements it kind of switches um, yeah i'm just a big fan of all the creepy stuff they did in this film oh I, yeah I, their use of lighting their cinematography all phenomenal the first film focuses on the tape and mm-hmm. what it is, and this film focuses on Sadako and who she is. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, very cool. And there's lots of really interesting sequences where we see stuff that we've seen before, but from a different angle or from a different perspective. Super, super cool. I also like how this film focuses on like minor characters of the first film. Mm-hmm. Like, Yoichi's a nothing character, essentially, yeah, in the first film. Yeah, and he's one of the main characters in this movie. Main character in this film. Same thing with uh, Mai. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other like pretty important characters is some random guy we get to see at uh Reika's work for like half a second. Yeah. He's like the PA that she assigned some fucking homework whenever she was in but the first they movie. Do such a better job of it than in uh Rossin. It's so much better. Like genuinely. They don't throw like who these characters should be on you. It no, it's like just a natural like we're just seeing what they do and that yeah, tells us. It's great. Uh I also like the return of the uncle. I thought I thought his whole subplot was really cool. You mean the First cousin once removed. Yeah, sorry. I keep calling him the uncle for some reason. He's the cousin of Shizuku. Yeah. Shizuko or whatever. Yeah, I thought his subplot was cool. I enjoyed it. I think a lot of this movie is taking the world that the first film establishes and just making it bigger. And expanding upon all these individual time, like not timelines, but individual stories within the world that are being affected by the ghost. Yeah, but once again, I feel like that is the negative part of this film because it has no beginning. It just kind of starts in the middle. Yeah. And that's why it's so hard for us to describe. Yeah, because it's like... It, it starts in the middle of the action. It, there's no beginning, middle, end. It's yeah. middle, end. <laughs> and even then, the end is kind of ambiguous. Yeah. I do like the ending, mm. though. Super cool. Yeah. I mean, everything with the supernatural stuff is really well done. Mm-hmm. We really good use of black and white, too. A lot too. more of it. A lot more black and white. Uh, it's pretty creepy. I think the only thing I really want to talk about is the fact that in this film, it seems like there's an analogy being made between... Uh, Sadako and fear. Mm, like, yes, this rather is a good than, one. Rather than her just being a ghost, right? Mm-hmm. The film portrays Sadako as being fear itself. And she is like, not fear in general, but like she is the fear her story causes to other people. Mm-hmm. She is the pain she causes other people because of the pain that was caused to her. Mm-hmm. We haven't even mentioned uh, the really fucked up thing at the start of this movie. You've been wanting to talk about this whole time? Yes, in a second. Okay. But I, I thought it was relevant here. I just want to mention the fear thing because I think that's like, I mentioned the whole thing where a tape spawns out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I think like fearing her gives her power. And so like that's where the tape That's a very classic from. like spirit idea. Yeah, it's just, I like it. They do a good job of portraying it. I do too. I, I think we talked about this during the movie. I'm not, I'm just going to rehash it now. Uh, you were talking about how like you prefer her being fear over her being a virus. Yeah, in, like in Rosin. In Rosin. I think and here's this is a, a thing that I brought up. I find that I like it more, but also it's a very very similar parallel because oh, yeah. in my opinion, like fear itself can be a virus. When you look at stuff like um, news organizations that use uh, fear mongering to build like stuff like that, like fear is in and of itself something that can be spread and something that can cause harm, like a virus. Yeah, and I think that instead of going straight virus and using fear here is a much better take. Well, it's the it's the difference between a l- being literal and metaphorical. Metaphorical, yeah. I um, think it works a lot better. 
And metaphorical works for the tone of this movie a lot better. Mm-hmm. All right. On that note, we're going to go back to Vengeance lying really fucked up at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, dude. Kind of a spoiler here because everything else in this film you kind of expect. Mm-hmm. It's a natural, naturally expounding on things that we've seen established in Ringu, yeah. but also ideas that were brought up in Rasen. I think it did a very good job of taking things that existed in what I assume were the book. Mm-hmm. And in that movie, and taking the best parts of both and shoving them in here. Yeah, um, it's very, very like good. Mai has some minor psychic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yoichi, because he's the kid of Yoichi, uh, yeah, who also has psychic powers, has psychic has stuff going psychic on. Stuff. Super cool. It's all that same kind of low level psychic yeah. stuff that we expect from the first movie. It's all great, but there is one kind of big, like, shocking, twisting piece of information right at the beginning of this film that you don't expect. It's completely out of left field. So, you know, warning right now if you don't want to hear that. You mm-hmm. can just go watch the first five minutes of this film and it have that whole twist. So I'd recommend you do that, even if you don't want to watch this film. But the cold open for this film is the uncle comes to, like, this medical facility to essentially ID. It's a morgue, I assume. Yeah. But I don't know if it's, like, the hospital morgue or the police morgue. I don't know either. Because it's for murder. I think it is the police morgue because I'm pretty sure it's officers who are in there with yeah. him. Either way, the the um, I called him an uncle. I know that's why I was laughing. The uh, cousin comes in to ID Sadako because he's the only family member left, mm-hmm. and he doesn't look at the body or anything. It's under yeah. a sheet because it's just a skeleton. But he's like, "Yeah, that has to be her." Yeah, if you found her in the well under that place where the doc where the doctor owned, it has to be Sadako. And there's some whole discussion here about like the fact that Sadako was never registered anywhere, mm-hmm. like to exist. But and whatever he IDs her and he starts to leave. And as he's leaving, the medical professional's like, yeah, the only weird thing is that we did, like, time of death like time of death stuff on the bones. Mm-hmm. And it says she died a year or two ago, which means she was in the well, alive, for 30 years. Absolutely fucking insanity. And also, like, horrific. Like, that's so fucked up. And I, I personally think that's not only the biggest thing this film adds to the universe. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's the most fucked up. Yeah, and I think it really, like... Because before it was, she got hit on the head. Thrown down the well and died. Well, stayed alive for a little bit. Yeah. And then died. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's now, no, she got hit on the head, bled for a long time, and then somehow managed to survive almost until she was freed. Mm-hmm. I don't think it gets more fucked up than that. Yeah, and I think that really adds an element of, like, sympathy? I don't know. Not sympathy, but also, like, how do I put this? understandability to her rage, I oh, guess. Yeah. It justifies the fact that, like, so in a world like this, right, you have to have the idea that spirits like this are possible to exist. I know mm-hmm. there's some establishment of Sadako being, like, supernatural, S- Yeah, psychic already, and stuff. And maybe of supernatural origin from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, there's still this fact that, like, a ghost like this could exist mm-hmm. if they're wronged enough. And um, I think getting thrown down a well by your father and trapped for 30 years is, um, that's wrong enough. Yeah, and so the fact that hers is so bad mm-hmm. not only justifies the reason for her to exist as, like, this horrifying spirit, but also to make her sympathetic. Yeah, for sure. And I feel bad for her by the end of the film. Oh, yeah, there's, there's during the big confrontation in the well, because I'm, I just want to bring it up. It's really good. Uh, again, very, spoilers. very good sequence. We get to see Sadako climbing up the side of the well, which is really cool creepy because she has mm-hmm. essentially a death mask on yeah instead of her actual face and like the only thing she says is why are you the only one who gets to escape 
Mm-hmm. And sheer reference to the fact that, like, these people who are escaping the well, the metaphorical well, get mm-hmm. to leave and live, and she didn't. She did not. Super sad. Super sad. Super, that, that is, like, I think that is a, such a good sequence right there. It It's so, like, it's so heartbreaking, but also terrifying at the same time, because she's creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And you're in just, like, a dark pit with a rope. But I like it. I, I think it has like this it too. element of, I mean, she's a ghost, right? Mm-hmm. But she's a ghost consumed by rage and grief, and I think it adds this element of she might not be in control of her actions. All the time. At all. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, first of all, she was probably insane by the time she died. Oh, yeah. But I assume being dead probably doesn't help that. (laughs) Probably not. You know. I mean, Yoichi even, like, he has some minor psychic stuff, and he can't even control it sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I think this whole film just adds to what was there. That's mm-hmm. that's my wrap up there. Yeah, I mean, it's just a really, really good expansion of the universe and rules of the first film, and I really, really enjoyed it. All right. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? I'm trying to think if there was any, anything in particular that I want to talk about. I don't know. It was good. It was entertaining. It was good. Yeah, I I, I was just, entertained. Again, I I feel like there was a lot happening, like a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. but not a lot actually happened. Like the first film was all new information. Mm-hmm. Time passing. This one was just like bunch of stuff going on all at once. It's kind of how it felt. So, no, I don't think I have anything else. I think I'll leave the rest of it uh, spoiler free. All right. Well, we covered basically everything, anyways. There's a couple things. All right. Uh, recommendations. If you like the first one, if you like Ringu, watch Ringu too. Don't watch Rosin. Watch Ringu too. <laughs> yeah. Because it is a really, really good sequel. Much better sequel. Much better sequel. Um, once again, I'll always recommend it. If you're into foreign films. Japanese foreign films, specifically. Yeah, if you're into Japanese media in any form, very, very good. If you're into supernatural movies, like, highly recommend. The first one is supernatural, but it's not as supernatural as this one. But if you're into, like, supernatural stuff, this is a very, very good film for that. At least I think the stuff that they did was really cool. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Uh, Yeah, those are my recommendations. All right. So for me, same thing as you. If you like the Ringo franchise, watch the original one, 1998. Not the 1995 one. Watch the 1998 Ringu, and then this one. That's a good double feature right Fantastic there. Fantastic double feature. Um, it's decently short. I mean, it's a three hours long. Yeah, it's an hour and a half a piece. That's um, not bad. But they tie in really close together time-wise mm-hmm. and story-wise. I think that's pretty great because similar actors, too. If you're a fan of Japanese films, but specifically J-horror, this is a great one. It's a classic. Like I s- said, I think last Monday... I think I said that on the Monday episode. Mm-hmm. This was the second highest grossing Japanese film in 1999. You said that on this episode. Oh, pretty did sure. I? Yeah. Oh, well, like I said, big film in Japan. So, like, this is kind of up there. So yeah. It's a good watch if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And I also, like, I enjoy the fact that it's a nice break from what we've been getting in a lot of the films we watched recently. It's not a blood and guts movie. No, it's all atmosphere. It's atmosphere core, which I enjoy. I think the last thing I have to say is this is a supernatural movie. It is a subtle, atmospheric, supernatural movie. So if that sounds good to you, go watch it. Um, but that is a big difference from the original one, which is mm-hmm. like a psychological thriller for the most part. Yeah, I would say like this is more of a horror movie than the original. It's mostly about how fear affects you. Yeah. And like the lengths you'll go to to like save yourself and others versus this one is kind of like, yeah, how fear affects you. But it's also like literally how like monsters haunt you like mm-hmm. fear haunts you yeah and you even see that in some of the subplots that we get too and it's super super dope yeah so i mean if that sounds good go watch that mm-hmm. 
All right, rating. Okay, here we go. Um, let's see. I gave Ringu a four, and I gave Rosin a two and a half. I did say I think Ringu is objectively a better film, but you enjoy this one. But I enjoy this one more. But I don't think I, I don't think I could raise it up anymore. So Are I think you just I'm gonna give it a four again. I think I'm just gonna give it a four again. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I any, think I think I'm gonna give it a four. Any reasoning you want to add there? I think it's on the level with Ringu in terms of a lot of things, but I Ringu is not my style of movie. This is my style of movie. That is completely fair. And I knew we were watching it. I was like, Bob was just gonna like this one better. <laughs> yeah. Irregardless. Mm-hmm. Um. And the thing with Ringu is Ringu is objectively a better film, which brought it to a four. This is not as good of a film, but it's my type of movie, so it got it to a four. All right. So fair that's enough. my whole thing. I'm gonna give this a four. Mm. So this is going down for me. Yeah. Because, what was I? My first one was four and a half. Mm-hmm. Rosin was two. two. This one's going to be four. Um, because it goes above and beyond what it should be. Absolutely. It's just like a ghost story. So that's a four. However, I think it's less complex than the first movie. That's fair. The first movie had those really, really great twists, like revealing who the antagonistic force was mm-hmm. and like what happened to them. And how to prevent yourself from dying. Basically, it was a mystery. And they did a very good job of telling that mystery and mixing it in with an actual threat of supernatural danger. I think that's great. This film obviously can't go that route, but it does a very good job of exploring that supernatural threat more. Mm-hmm. That's why it just is such a good movie. But, like, the really bad part of this movie is it can't exist kind of as its own thing. Yeah. Like, I don't even think, like, you could tell me what happened in the first movie. And if I watched this, I think I'd still be kind of confused. Yeah. And it wouldn't hit the same. It wouldn't hit like, the same. The best parts of this movie are the subtle references to the first one. Like yes. the same characters and stuff like that. The small stuff. But that means this film is heavily reliant on the first one. Yeah. Um, in a way that's not a bad thing. Really great sequel. Just not... A good individual movie. Right. So it As good of an individual movie, I don't movie, think sorry. it can be a four and a half for me. That's fair. I totally get that. All right. Well. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh... I guess uh, we'll see you guys uh, after the outtakes. Not sure how many we're going to have. Bob didn't really scream as much in this one. No, There's a lot less tension. There's a lot of really good moments where I just go, that's so fucking cool. Because <laughs> yeah. there's some really good sequences in this one. I, I, de- I objectively think the first one was probably the scariest. I wasn't scared during that one, but you were a lot more tense. That one's freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> Not going to lie. All a little right. spooky. Uh, but we'll go to those, and then we'll be right back. Yeah, we'll see you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of Ringu 2 so far. I much prefer it over Rasen, much better sequel to this film. But if you do not want anything spoiled from the outtakes, please skip to 34 minutes and 4 seconds immediately. This first clip is Ben and I's reaction to learning exactly how long Sadako was alive down in the well. Oh my god. Yep. No way she was down there alive that yep. long. How? What that was right she eating? There? That right there is the most fucked up part of this movie. She lived in the well for 30 years. Oh my god! Yep. That's straight up the most fucked up part of this movie. I've been wanting to talk about it the whole time. That's so fucked! Alright, how was she eating down there? Holy shit. It's a great way to start. Absolutely. Just that little bit of information. Mm-hmm. Has the same With that little value. bit of spooky? Yep. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to a very, very cool but creepy sequence of Sadako. Because, assumingly, she saw Sadako kill 
Yep. Tomoko. See, there it is. Oh. That was oh. creepy. That was cool. That was cool. Much better film. <laughs> yeah, much better film. That was cool, though. That image yeah. of her with just the head. Yeah. Like, up way too high for in her body. In black and white, too. I like the use of black and white in these films. It's cool because... I like uh, the use of black and white and grainy, like, mm-hmm. film. The reason I like it so much is because Sadako has black hair. She wears a white dress, so the contrast is just insane. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to seeing Yoichi for the first time in this film. Hey, Yoichi! He looks like he's shitting in the corner. (laughs) 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 (sighs) He's alive! Right? He doesn't look all white and paley. Paley? Pale. Like he did before to sort of signify he was a ghost. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to the final encounter with Sadako in the well. One rule. Oh, here she comes, baby. Oh, it's the clay fucking mask from earlier still. Oh. Oh. She must have gotten really good at climbing. Yeah. You weren't supposed to look down. Go, my, you fucking fool. This is why you weren't supposed to look down. Bob, don't pretend like you have the body strength to do what she's doing. I don't, but I'm telling you to go. Look at her. She's, like, super strong. She's, like, fucking Spider-Man. 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 Does This is a cool scene. Mostly because it's menacing as fuck. There it is. <gasps> oh! It's talking? Yeah, it's upset. It asked, why are you the only one saved? It didn't take her down? Holy shit. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes for this episode. I don't know how many there were. I haven't cut it yet, of course. Um, but there are probably quite a few. There's probably going to be a lot of oohs and ahs for me because I thought that movie was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was good. <laughs> do you have? Do we have any announcements, Ben? Friday, the wrap-up's coming out. Yeah. So be there for that. Last episode of the season, baby. We'll pick our random for next season oh, as I'm well as so, our categories. I'm so excited. I'll figure out what I'm doing for both of those. <laughs> For reference, Ben is currently has a sticky note <laughs> lied out. I gave him with our randoms on with it. With our randoms on it because but he I hasn't put mine down yet because I don't know. He doesn't know what he's picking. Um, I've been busy and I haven't thought about it. Oh my god, that's In so funny. Nine weeks. I was about to say about ten weeks. Outside of that, check us out wherever you get your podcasts: uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple Anchor Music, FM. Anchor FM, wherever. Yeah. Or else on YouTube. It's a good place to like. Show us some love, you know, like, comment, subscribe. Check out our well of a comment section. <laughs> Deep, dark, okay. and there's nothing in there. Except for, well, never mind. Oh, oh. One lone comment. <laughs> one lone commenter. They never escaped. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now, if you want to communicate with us, uh, Bob's always on Twitter. Yeah. He's chronically online. So well, You don't can say communicate that. with him. I've been online very little today. He also updates about the podcast there. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that, Bob? Yeah, I'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, check us out on Twitter. Follow us, at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show. Anything you want to know about the show, I post it on our Twitter. Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that week's worth of episodes. Basically, it'll be a tweet, a movie cover, and you can click the button to reveal the cover and see what the movie is so you can watch it before the episode drops so you don't have any spoilers during the episode and you actually have some context for the stuff we're talking about. 
Because I kind of feel bad sometimes when we have a really good movie that I don't want to spoil. Yeah. Because it's hard to talk about something you can't talk about. I also post a link to every single episode when it goes live. So if you ever miss an episode or like are waiting to see when we upload, check our Twitter. There will be a link as soon as it's up. I always post within 30 minutes because sometimes the RSS takes forever to send to Apple Podcasts. And it's really annoying. Other than that, check us out on TikTok. We're on TikTok now. Check us out at Beware the Board. I post clips from the show on TikTok. If you're into TikTok, check us out. It'd be really cool to have, you know, be able to post more clips and stuff. Anything else, Benjamin? I don't think so. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll see you guys for the end of the season on Friday. <laughs>